Hey you guys, it's your girl Brianna Bell. Welcome to It's Black and White. If it's your first time listening in, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back friends and family. I'm excited to give this word today actually. Um, I don't know if you guys can feel the shift in the spirit, but I feel like things are not like they were maybe a week or so ago. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this peace. I feel victory, right? I feel like we're literally about to see the hand of God like manifest, not just as feeling it, not just as reading it, not as a comforting word, but the Lord is literally about to show himself true um, for his people who have been waiting for him. Um, And it's this excitement in a way. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's already here. I don't know, y'all. I don't I don't always know how to articulate the things that I feel in the spirit. I'm still uh, relatively new to this, but I do feel like it's different. It's it's different, like peaceful. It's just different. So anyway, um, I feel like it's fitting, honestly, because just like we're finishing this book of Esther together, um, I feel like we're at the end of this particular season, um, whatever. I mean, we all have different things that we're facing or whatever it is. I just feel like this is the very last lap and I'm just Oh, I'm just so thankful, y'all, because I've been praying for just rest, like mental rest, just stillness. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, enough of me rambling. So this word is called your vindication slash answered prayers are here, right? Uh, So first, let me just invite the Holy Spirit. Let me open up in prayer and then I will jump right in. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for this word. We thank you, Father God, for just being an active God, an active provider in our lives, God. I pray right now as I give this word to your people, God, that it will minister to them, Father God, the way that you see fit. I pray, Father God, that um, only your words will come from my mouth. God, I surrender my will, my emotions, my thoughts, God, um, Anything, God, that is tied to my flesh, God, I surrender to you right now and humble myself before you and your people. And I pray that you have your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So today we will be reading out of Esther. We're in chapter eight right now. Um, I've not been remembering to tell you guys, but please remember to read these chapters like on your own. Um, It's way better when you can read read it yourself. I mean, it's cool to have people, you know, help you, guide you, or show you some insights, some things that you haven't seen before, but it is way better to just have that one-on-one time with the Lord and allow him to open your eyes to certain things. Um, because the Holy Spirit can give you insight, like way more insight than I can, right? Because I don't even know your exact situation, but that's how bomb the Lord is. Like I'm telling y'all right now, like I'm only speaking from things that I know, right? And I love reading the Bible. So I'm just saying like, make sure you do it yourself. So (laughs) I just have to press it because that's how we grow in Christ. That's how we learn to hear from Christ is actually being familiar with his word. So Um, so before I jump in, so as you know, like what the title is called, like our vindications here, right? And I had to look up vindication. I've heard this word several times and I just assumed based on how it felt like in a sentence that 
um, vindication meant that God was going to free me or uh, <clears throat> God was going to fight a battle for me. <clears throat> Stuff like that, right? And I mean, I guess it's partially correct. I don't know. But I looked it up. And vindication means to clear someone of blame and suspicion, right? It's proof that something and someone is right. And I was like, wow, Lord. So because God gave me the title before um, I even read the book. Like, so I was kind of like, I don't know, like vindication like you know i'm just assuming but when after i read it i'm like lord this makes so much sense especially in where i am right now and where you are too if this word fits for you excuse me you guys i need some water or something but anyway so let's get into this um real quick backstory remember how um in the last chapter i think it was like seven or six um when God was prophetically speaking about us being falsely accused, right? Remember I kept using that example about people lying on me and stuff like that because that's all I could think of at the time. That's relatable for me in my situation right now, right? But that's what God is saying for us who've been falsely accused and things that's been going on in our lives. Um, the enemy has been turning people against us and now he's making it right. Now he is making it right. And I'm just super excited because it's like... It's up for me, like I feel like it's only so much I could take. I don't say anything or do anything because I'm so obedient to the Lord, or at least I try to be. I ain't so obedient, but I try my best to um <clears throat> not handle things in my own strength. But it's very testing and it's very trying to not defend yourself, right? So I'm just thankful that God is finally doing it, okay? Um God is saying like everything the enemy tried to do will fail. In Jesus' name. Every single thing the enemy tries, he will fail. Um, And God is going to bless you in return. So let's just jump in. Verse 1. Oh, and I'm not going to be reading the whole chapter today. I know I think I've done it the last two or three times. But today, I'm just going to... I just have a few scriptures highlighted. Yeah, just a few. Okay, so verse 1 says... Um, of chapter eight, on that same day, King Xerxes gave the property of Haman, the enemy of the Jews to Queen Esther. Then Mordecai was brought before the king for Esther had told the king how they were related. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Haman and gave it to Mordecai and Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. Um, I want to stop right here real quick. Did you guys know that God is the one who's in control of someone's success and their possession? Like the Lord is the one who literally gives and takes away. So I believe like it's so important that we never forget who is truly in control. God does give us free will so we can make our own decisions, but he is the one who's in control of the outcome. So if you're being arrogant, if you're being stuck up, if you're being any kind of ill and there's no remorse, there's no type of repentance or anything like that. And you're trying to justify like yourself and thinking that you're doing all this in your own strength. Like the Lord can't take that away whenever he wants to, whenever he wants to. Um, In this scripture, the king is literally giving away what was the enemy's. 
he gave the property to Esther. He's giving these rings to Mordecai, to his, his enemy, right? The Lord is completely flipping a situation to bless you. He's completely flipping it. Okay, so verse five. Um, Esther said, if it pleased the king, and if I have found favor with him, and if he thinks it is right, and if I am pleasing to him, let there be a decree that reverses the orders of Haman, son of H, um, the Agite, who ordered the Jews throughout all the king's provinces uh, should be destroyed. For now, can I endure to see my people and my family slaughtered and destroyed? Verse seven, then King Xerxes said to Queen Esther, and Mordecai the Jew, I have given Esther the property of Haman, and he has been impaled on a pole because he tried to destroy the Jews. Verse eight. Now go ahead and send a message to the Jews in the king in the king's name. I love this part. Now go ahead and send a message to the Jews in the king's name, telling them whatever you want, whatever you want, and seal it with the king's signet ring. Uh, but remember that whatever has already been written in the king's name and sealed um, with his signet ring, it can never be revoked. Okay. Remember, y'all, because you are seeking the will of God and you are selfless in your prayers and the things that you want, the Lord is giving you whatever you ask for. For whatever you ask for, the Lord is giving it to you. Whether it would be a restored marriage, right? God wants marriages. He wants a, a restored marriage. Marriage is literally created from God. It represents our covenant with the Lord. He wants that. If you want peace in your home, the Lord tells us to seek peace. Everywhere we go, we are supposed to seek peace, not cause division, not cause chaos, not gossiping. But if you're seeking that truly in spirit and truth, he's going to give you that. Bringing back the prodigal, right? There's so many stories, or not so many stories. There's one particular story I could think of about, obviously, the prodigal son. God wants his king. His, no, there are several. Okay, so because if we think about it in the stories, um, in the Old Testament, the Israelites, I feel like because of the waves and the patterns of like they'll they'll leave God for a minute, you know, get caught up in idols and all that stuff. It's something that we still do today, right? Then they come back to God, right? It's always that restored. It, it falls into like the restored marriage. God restores, he redeems. Like if you're praying for those things, God is going to give you that. And if you need income, even if you need finances, you need needs to be met so you can provide for your family, right? You're doing like, God, what can I do so, so I can provide for my family? God is going to give it to you. You literally, you got it. You got it. But something that really stuck out to me is if you've been praying for like generations, um, you're, trying to, you're asking God to break these strongholds. You're asking God to break these, these cycles, these demonic cycles, these things that have been in your family for a long time, right? You got it. If you've been asking God to, like, if you've been praying, like, this is something I've been doing as of late, praying for, like, the nations, particularly women and marriages. I believe that's my assignment. I've been praying for other people outside of myself, right? Just not in before I even started the second ministry. It's just God was showing me that we got to be, I told you y'all this before, we got to be selfless in our prayers. And it's something I never thought of, but sometimes we can only think of what we want. But Esther was pleading to the king to free her people. Look at her. Her and her uh, her cousin, they were Gucci. Like, oh, well, we good. She could have easily just forgotten about the people. 
right? Because she was safe, her her um, cousin was safe, but she still, even after all that, like she went to the king, like, can you please save my family? And that's how that's how God sees us. We are still praying for other people. We are still praying for God's will. Um, and God is going to remove these cycles over your life. And God is going to answer these prayers. And like verse 8 says, look, now go ahead and send a message to the Jews in the king's name, in God's name, that whatever you want and you steal it in God's name, right? If we were to fill in that blank, this is my favorite part because God is putting his name on your answered prayer. He is putting his name on on your prayer, which means nothing and no one can stop what he's giving you. No one and nothing can stop what you're asking for. And then it will never be revoked. It can never be flipped, meaning you will never have to pray for this particular thing ever again. Ever again. Ever again. Let me tell you, I have a quick little testimony. So um, this is just one thing I was believing God for, right? Um, I say... I've never really been financially stable, quote unquote. Um, I always had my needs met, but I mean, like a steady flow of income. I've never had that. And uh, I remember last year in December, God gave, I think it was December, God gave me a word never again. And God was telling me, you will never be broke again. I don't know. I didn't know what he meant by that. I was like, okay, well, maybe he means like I'll always have like how I've been, I won't really have to ask for money or borrow. There it is. I'll never have to borrow money again. But as of late, like God has been opening so many doors, like at the same time where I see God's word is literally unfolding before my eyes. Like I'm like, oh, I see what you mean, God. He's literally blessing me and my husband's finances. And it is looking like, y'all, I would never be in that situation ever again, which is so crazy because when I had initially, initially, initial, how do, initial, why can I say it? Why can I not say it, Jesus? Initially, initially, I think I said it. (laughs) I don't know why I'm having a problem with that. But when I had first left, California and moved to Texas, it was to give my family a whole better, like a better life. Um, Didn't work out the way I thought it was. Actually, it was like the opposite. And so when I had moved back, when God told me to move back to California, I was terrified because I was like, Lord, we could not afford California. Like, you know what I mean? Like California is expensive, y'all. And so, and it's it's not even like worth it like that because especially coming from Texas, I'm getting off subject, but anyway, so I couldn't, um, I couldn't fathom like, Lord, like, why would you have me go back and suffer? Like what? I thought you had promises for me and yada, yada, yada. Like it just didn't make sense. Do you guys know, like the way things are being set up for me and my husband right now is it is, it's mind blowing. It's kind of like my, like I, we can actually afford living in California. It's amazing. And I'm like, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Because it's, it's literally all God. It's literally all God. I'm telling you guys, whatever you're asking for, whatever it is that you are in need of, and that's just one. There's so many other things that I'm believing in God for, but just him opening these doors, it just boosts my faith even more. God is so good. So anyway, that was a little uh, little sidebar. Or not a little, a big sidebar. 
<laughs> okay, so verse 15 says, Then Mordecai left the king's presence, right? Wearing the royal robe of blue and white, okay? The great crown of gold and an outer cloak of fine linen and purple. And the people of Sosa celebrated the new decree. The Jews were filled with joy and gladness and were honored everywhere. Look at that flip. Look at that flip, you guys. Verse 17. In every province uh, and city, wherever the king's decree arrived, the Jews rejoiced and had a great celebration and declared a public festival and holiday. And many of the people of the land became Jews themselves. Wow. Okay. For they, that just hit me for they feared what the Jews might do to them. So Mordecai went from being the man targeted for death. Remember he was like sought after chased, right? Wanted to be destroyed. All of that. Right. So I see that as persecution. He was going through it and look how God flipped it. Now he's promoted. Like, can you say pits to palace? Like, that's amazing. That is amazing. And something that stood out to me that I didn't even put in my notes was that people even became Jews. What God is saying is like, people are going to be blessed by your life, by your testimony. Y'all know how like, this is how I used to see it. Uh, I remember I used to talk to like, a friend a long time ago and I was telling her like, it's kind of crazy how God puts us in these embarrassing type situations. Like, for me, I'm like, Lord, why would you put me on blast like that? Like, why? Like, sometimes it's like I want to cover myself. I don't want people to know my my situations or whatever the case may be. But it's like God will put you in these um, uncomfortable situations that I would like describe as a spotlight. <laughs> and it's like, Lord, like this is so uncomfortable. This is so embarrassing. Why would you do this? But do you know, like the Lord does that so he can flip it? And that's literally what he's doing in your life, even so. If you've been in certain situations, say that you, again, y'all know my ministry is marriage and relationships and stuff like that. So say, you know, you've been in this, you know, embarrassing type situation, whether you've been cheating, your husband been cheating, y'all relationship looks like a hot mess. Okay. And you're kind of like, Lord, like, I just don't want to do this no more. I just want to leave. And you're a standard even so, because I've been hearing that a lot too. People feel like they feel dumb. Like, why am I standing for this marriage? And it looks dead and it looks like this. And people from the outside looking in, like, trust and believe. God's telling you to stand because he's going to flip that. And when he flips that and blesses you guys and restores and healing, your marriage is nothing like it was before. I mean, nothing like it was before. It's going to bless people because people know how ugly your marriage was. And they got, oh, that has to be the Lord. Okay, so I want to I wanna be a Christian now. I want to be a for real believer like you now. I want to know God the way you know God because I see how he moves in your life. And I know God is real. That's beautiful, y'all. God literally just gave me that because I didn't even put that in my notes. But to keep it black and white with you guys, you win. You win. You win because God has fought for you. No matter what you are feeling today or even tomorrow, hold on to this word and eat in any other story in the Bible, okay? Because our God is known for coming through. He never just leaves us there. When we least expect it, that's when God shows up and he turns everything around for the righteous. 
You know if you're a righteous person. You know if you're committed to God. You know if you've been trying your hardest. You know, right? You don't justify yourself, right? But um, <clears throat> the wicked never wins. Keep that in mind. I know it looks like that. Um, I had to read Psalms 37. I think that was the chapter I read the most. I should know it by heart by now, but I don't. But Psalms 37 will keep your head up. I'm telling you, if you feel discouraged, if you feel like, Lord, what is going on? You get into those little place when you get, when you have enough strength, read Psalms 37, it will bless you. Okay. Um, I think it's so important too that we tame our emotions in situations like this because our emotions are so powerful and they will have us aborting our mission like in a heartbeat. And like I said, a lot of times I speak from experience. (laughs) And so we don't want to abort our missions because these missions aren't just to bless us, but it's to bless others. And for generations and nations, like others in our community, like look at Esther, look at Mordecai, like look how many people were blessed because of the persecution that they went through, right? So we got to keep that on the the forefront of our mind. Um, for me, it's, it's given me strength even so <clears throat> to keep going because I know like this is not even just for me. This is not even just for me. It's not even just for my kids. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. What God is giving you is bigger than you, right? Uh, so I've also gave, given a word on YouTube recently about God resurrecting what looks dead, Um so I'm telling y'all right now, what you're facing is not what it looks like. Um, God is coming through and he's answering your prayers. He is answering your prayers. And this is the time to be excited. Um, expect to see the move of God. Expect to see the move of God. When he is ready to move, he will. And he will not let you down. He will not let you down. He will not disappoint. Yes, Lord. He will not disappoint. We have to have confidence in his timing too, okay? He's never late. So that's all I got for (laughs) y'all. I love you guys so much. Like, for real, I don't just say that just to be saying that. I really do love you guys. I really do appreciate this community. Um, People who really love God and have a heart for God. Like, y'all, you guys are bombs too, and I'm thankful um, you guys bless me so much. And I just want to say too, like, I think it's amazing how I thought doing the Lord's work and being obedient was just a sacrifice to bless you guys and to honor God, of course. But when you guys email me, when you guys leave comments, when you guys rate, when you guys do these things, and it literally blesses me. Because, it, I mean, it makes me feel, one, like I'm doing something right, right? But um, you guys confirm the confirmation. And I think it's so satisfying. Like, okay, I know God is real. I don't know if I'm just, like, explaining this correctly. But I know God is real. But when you guys reach out to me and be like, oh, Brie, yes, that's exactly what I was praying about or yada, yada, yada. It confirms God to me even more. Because it's so crazy. And I, like last week, I was getting a lot of like, breathe. That was like so timely. And it's literally not me. It's literally not me. And I'm just thankful to being obedient. You guys remind me how it's rewarding to be obedient to God. 
it's it's rewarding and it's it's amazing. And then it also helps me to not doubt the voice of God. Cause even so, I still feel like unsure about things. Even when I started my second ministry, like I get it, ministry, y'all, I was so apprehensive. I was like, I don't know. Like God was speaking about it for a long time. And I was like, uh, for a while, I don't know. And then literally like, it was like, I had like a three day countdown. God was like, yeah, get it done. And I was like, okay, God. And I didn't know how many people would be blessed by that. Like legit. It's just, it's, it just goes both ways. And I'm just so thankful for you guys. So you guys be extra, extra blessed. Okay. And know that I'm covering you. Know that I love you guys and you guys are in my prayers. And that's all I have for y'all. So I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I love you guys. Bye.